Carney Show for Thursday. It is the 18th of January, and we have once again, uh, co- I don't want to say cobbled, because that sounds like last minute, you know, let's throw this together and get on the air. Um, but pretty fantastic. In fact, I plan to listen to the entire broadcast today. Wow, all the way till 3 o'clock. Yeah, I recommend that uh, that you do the same. Marshall Brain's going to come on. Some good questions. One from my 15-year-old that I was unable to answer. I said, I'll get back to you. <laughs> Let me call Marshall. Was it the birds and the bees? Uh, no, not that question. Oh. No, he's actually teaching me things about that. Uh, Brandon Weesey will terrifying. talk sports, and there is a truckload of football around the corner. And enjoy it while you can, because... Then, Super Bowl, and good night, everybody. I know. And Reba McIntyre and Post Malone right. are both going to be part of the halftime show and the anthem. Right. So it's going to be um, quite a spectacular. And who's doing halftime? I thought it was Post Malone. And she's doing the anthem. Yeah. I got the whole list somewhere. I put it in my sports stuff. And Dr. Allison Walsh, who's been on the program before, and she's back. From St. Louis Women's Lifestyle Solutions. And here's here's what a terrible person I am. I mean, everybody in the room already knows. But I'll make a confession. When I saw that Dr. Walsh was going to be on the show, and Julie has been working with her for a while, and could not be happier, I was going to call Emos and order a pizza to be delivered to the studio during that conversation with your name on it. Oh, wow. But then you decided, no, I'm too cheap. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> That's part of it. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think Dr. Walsh would maybe say in moderation, we can ask her what she would say to that. I mean, the goal is protein. Is there protein on pizza? Probably Provel cheese is not the kind of protein we're talking about, but we'll get into it. Let's we'll get, get some into pepperoni the... on there. there yeah, you there you go. Some sausage, meat. some, yeah. Uh, maybe and a little chicken. How many of you, 18 days into the first month of the year, already are looking at your resolution in the rearview mirror? There's probably a lot of people, yeah. but this is a sustainable program, and she's got lots of tools in the toolkit to help you with medications and other things. Might not be right for you, but it, then again, might be... Life-changing, so we'll talk to her in just a little bit. Uh, also, it's not coming until April 8th, but you need to put it on your calendar. It's not the kind of thing where you can say, well, I'll watch it on the 9th. Uh, it's <laughs> the uh, solar eclipse, and uh, this is a doozy, April 8th, and we'll check in with the planetarium folks about how to safely view it. And I'm sure we'll have them on again in April, of course, but I thought, let's have them on now. Let's get everybody prepared because this is a huge deal, especially if you live in Illinois or Missouri, which most of the people listening right now to us do. What time of day will this happen? Do we know? We'll find out from from Will Snyder. We will find out from Will Snyder. So I also, on this subject, this just occurred to me, don't look at the eclipse without glasses or some kind of filter is maybe one of the few things they told us as kids that is held up. Right. And it's still true today. The rest of it was just like totally made up as they went along. 
I don't know why. I mean, they really scared us about that. Yeah, that absolutely. Was, but this one, this true. one's held up. It will damage your eyesight permanently if you. Look I at wonder the sun. if it's worse than a tanning bed in the nineties. I mean, I tell you what, you give it a shot and let me know. I'm going to look, okay? I'm going to take one for the team. A job is a job. It is, is a, a job. job. Is a job. job. Michael's Bath text line 314, uh, I'm sorry, 84126. I almost read this person's phone number. Uh, they're texting us from Florida. They thought Usher had the halftime show. I think he they're is, right. He's in the mix. Okay, so maybe it's correct. the other. Okay, yeah. I got to go back again. Tony Bibiano is also going to be playing after the game at the concession stand. Um, wow. All right, so here we sit, and you have a wonderful Valentine's Day sweater on. I love it. See, that's the thing. Is it a Valentine's Day? Can I only wear this Valentine's no. Day? Yeah, because it's yeah. got hearts on oh, it. I don't think so. Well, but the color scheme, too. It's very Valentine's. It's very pink and red. It's really cute. Thank you. It's really cute. I think it would be cute in spring with white jeans. Yeah. Do they make them for men, you think? I mean. Asking for a friend. You can try this. Yeah. You look all, very. I mean, all clothes are unisex now. <laughs> so, you yeah, do? Yeah, there is that. I mean, it's 2024, I think. I mean, jeans are so stretchy now. I mean, you could you could pretty much stretch into anybody's jeans at this point. I beg your pardon? I oh. mean, <laughs> I like your pink sweater Exquisite. that you're wearing. They <laughs> I like your pink sweater you're wearing today, going with a pink cashmere. She's and deflecting. Is that a corduroy pant I see on you? Uh, no, these aren't. Just a khaki pant. But you I look, do have some. You look very St. Louis Country Club today. Well, that's right. I'm going to the club a bit later on. It looks play, like it. Play some polo with some friends. Okay. Thanks for pointing that out. You're so, welcome. Along with picking out a fabulous wardrobe since we got together last time, you know... What you been doing? I'm embarrassed to say that my plates have been expired with the little sticker on it, you know, Ooh. with the emissions and stuff. Right. And I just, that kind of stuff is always a bee in my bonnet. But for some reason this year, I've just been like, Meh. and then I've gone to get it done a couple of times. And they're like, yeah, it's like an hour and a half wait. And then you're just, you know, you kind of put it on the back burner. Well, yesterday things were happening and I just got her done. It is just game set match. The car has had its emissions tested, and life is good. I'm going to go online and see if I can still get them without having to go into a godforsaken DMV. Oh, by the by, those of you playing the um, home game of Senior Bingo, if you had B in your bonnet, go ahead and cross that one off. <laughs> I, just, You know, I like to get that kind of stuff done. It does feel like a weight off your shoulder, but I don't... That procrastinating thing in January can be something that lingers for a little while. And no, nobody wants to go do any of that stuff because, you know, it's just adulting stuff that we don't necessarily want to do. Wouldn't we, on a really cold day, would you rather be at home with your heating pad, watching the news or watching a good show, watching oh, Mad Men? The text line wants you to post a picture of the Valentine sweater, Julie. Okay. I mean... Just on your Insta, maybe. You I know. feel like Carney and I should post a photo together because we, we coordinate our colors today. We are his, rather his, Valentinian. With his SLCC look and my Valentinian sweater. So that's a band name. My Valentinian is probably a made-up word. But. Thanks, Muffy. I, li- I yes, like it. You're welcome, I'm gonna, I'm Pops. Gonna my Valentinian sweater. <laughs> I like it. That's not even I, a I'm word. I'm not sure how I'm going to spell it. I but. don't know, but it's made up. And we're Rudolph gonna... Valentinian. 
Max. All right, Max, what do you got? What have you been up to? Touring this, sporting this stacking cap. I usually see you in a hat. Well, it's cold outside. I know. So I'm just well, it's cold a, here. Yes, exactly. Um, Every day. I saw a movie last night called ISS, which stands for International Space Station, which has a really great premise. And the movie releases tomorrow. And Tom O'Keefe will be here tomorrow to review the film. Okay. Do you nab anything from uh, Hollywood to give away? I do have. I have digital copies of the new uh, Mutant Turtle movie, the one for kids. So right. I can give tomorrow. Yeah. Settle down. I tomorrow. feel like every Friday he's got a movie to give away. I got the next couple of Fridays. Yeah, I, we had Killers of the Flower Moon. I'm going to have this Turtle movie, and then I've got I've got some more Paw Patrol. And then I think we might be doing another book giveaway. That book, All the Light We Cannot See, I think they made that into a Reese Witherspoon show or whatever. That's uh, going to have those to give away, too. So we have some Know the Show stuff coming up, too. So. Liking that. So other than the movie, regale us. I mean, that's it. I mean, that's, you know, there are only so many hours in the day, John Carney. Go home, have dinner with your family, help uh, Oscar with homework. He has a big test today that we were trying to, uh, it's uh, it's on um it's on uh, uh, a conflict between Japan and China in the 1920s that I didn't even know happened. That so is we, we difficult. Were, yeah, so we were trying to remember important dates and and who was the aggressor and how you know how the economics were were uh, sanctioned and all of this kind of stuff. So we did that, and then I watched the movie, which by the way is real bad. So I hope Tom uh, O'Keefe doesn't like it because oh, it's, it's not good. That's when he sparkles. Um, I got to roll a warning out to Justin on the text line, 84126, the Michael's Bath text line. What? Just really quick. What? I just want to warn him about something. This Okay, he says, Justin here, my wife and I are on the same page with Valentine's Day. It's so overrated. Okay, maybe so, Justin. Did we say that? No. Well, no. He's saying that he and his wife have an agreement that it's overrated. I'm just yeah. warning you now. She doesn't mean it. Get her some flowers anyway. Happy wife. Happy life. Don't fall for it. it. She will be in a better mood if even though you agreed to not make a big deal out of it, you still send her some flowers. I'm just throwing it out there. And no. Do, it, do what absolutely. you want. I've but been I, on the receiving end of yeah. the... We've, we've had that agreement at my house before I will about say, Christmas presents, and it didn't go well. My wife and I have been married for 15 years now. We've been together for longer than that, and we both really don't like Valentine's Day. It's a commercial holiday. It's a Hallmark holiday. We, we really, we you know, we are sort of anti-Valentine's Day because we try to express love throughout the year, not just in one day. Oh, and dear. so, And so she made it very clear to me, don't give me anything. We're not going to celebrate it. And still, every year, I still do something. Uh, because she's my wife. Let, right. me cor- let, me, let me correct you really quick. Valentine's Day is a religious holiday named after, after St. Valentine, who's the patron saint of assorted chocolates. Ah. So there. Have you been thinking about that all night? No, it just came up. Assorted chocolates. <laughs> yeah. And possibly a band name. I don't know. I'm getting greedy. Uh, I just was Papa Uber, you know, John had physical therapy, and he jumped for the first time since his ACL repair. So basketball, not far off. Not He's got three or four months left. I want to remind you, John, that there are a ton of listeners out there who honestly think that you are an Uber driver. 
because you make the joke <laughs> that you drive your kids around everywhere and you were acting as. But I've gotten texts, I've gotten emails from people who think I can't Default. believe I can't believe John moonlights. As an Uber driver, you they should. Think, they think you actually are an Uber. So let's point out: you just mean you're driving your children. Well, for now, which is what all parents do. I mean, eventually, I'm <laughs> okay. gonna have to pick up some side work. You could. You would be the best Uber driver. Oh, five stars. Five stars. Because you'd you be would entertaining. Have, you'd have stories. You'd crack jokes. People would try to request. John but then Paul. there's the the I factor where you could offend people. I get lost going home from here. Not Uber drivers don't know directions. It's on their phone. You give them an address that your phone tells them. You can do it. I don't think so. But yeah, that's how it works. Uh, I know a couple people who have really good jobs and don't need to drive Uber. They just like, number one, driving around and meeting people. I just wouldn't want somebody to throw up in my car. Oh, I love it when they do. (laughs) (laughs) From the 314 and the Michaels Beth text line, Julie, you're right. Of course, I would read that text. And from the 636, what do you do when your wife's birthday is February 12th? You send flowers again. Dude. Just yeah. keep sending the flowers. Give her six on the birthday, and then give her six on Valentine's Day, and you mm. can put them together for a whole dozen. You're welcome. Yeah, I feel bad for them and the people that have birthdays on Christmas Day. Right. Like Heidi. Heidi's is like right around. It's like Christmas Eve. She's or, a little yeah. Christmas yeah. Eve baby. I got a friend who's a Christmas baby, and they, you know, I always say, uh, what do I say? Yeah. <laughs> I always say. <laughs> always. Always. Merry Birthmas, I think is what I, what I tell her every year. Uh, and not so much anymore, but I also felt bad for people who had an anniversary of September 11th. Because after 2001, oh. that date was so incredibly somber for the entire nation. For, I don't know, eight, ten years probably. Um, now, certainly we remember, but it's not instant uh, sadness. But those people with that anniversary want to go out and celebrate. Everyone was just kind of like, yeah, here's your dinner. Happy anniversary. That's a tough one. It is. That is a tough one. Uh, Oh, look at this. Justin, my advice to you is to listen to Julie. We always listen to Julie. That's from Trucker Larry. Thank you, Trucker Larry. Indeed. So anyway, that's that's all I did was was drove the boys around and around and around and around. We had dinner. They disappeared. Uh, I cleaned up the kitchen and made my wife lunch and hit the bed by 10. That's good. That's good. Strong living. Pretty exciting. Pretty exciting life that I lead. But I I truly look forward to those occasions. Uh, This morning was not a great start. I was down in the Garden Level studio doing show prep, minding my own business, and my phone rang. And I'm like, I don't have an internet down in the studio. It's a landline. Right. And it's the only time I use it. And I look down at caller ID, and it's this guy that always sets us up with interviews. And I panicked. Oh, I, could, I would too. I'm like, oh, it's someone I forgot. And I answered, and I had to bluff talking to this guy while I desperately checked my email for the background on this woman from Saturday Night Live who has a new show on uh, Roxo or what? what's Roku? Bro, Roxo. Yeah. Um, but I think I uh, performed a kick save, if I say so myself. Her name is Padam 
Her name is Nassim Padrad, and I put in for it because I love SNL and I love her. And Art says, no, 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 Carney already took it. And so I'm just happy that Carney cared so much about the interview. Well, you can play Carney's interview <laughs> on my your movie out. show. <laughs> just take my voice out. She was fabulous, though. Um, Delmar Gardens drove by there yesterday and saw over at West because I was on 64. And that's kind of the epicenter. I mean, they're all over the place, but you've got the corporate headquarters, which is that big, like, six-story glass building on the north side of 64. And then you got the villas right above that on the north side. Then you got Delmar Gardens, the residents there on the left side. Uh, and then they're peppered all over town. And it was very strategic in the sense that they wanted to put them all over because when someone's looking for a retirement community, there's going to be neighborhoods that they were attached to or always wanted to spend some time. It's where their family is. It's familiar. Yeah, it's where their favorite restaurant is. It's close. Or the place that they lived, they didn't like anything around it, and they wanted to get as far away as humanly possible. <laughs> also, very much possibility. Check out all the facilities all over the place online, delmargardens.com. Big 550 KTRS, it is uh, 1230. Glad you're with us. We'll reward you with some great guests and some great advice. Of course, that. That had come from me. Don't be ridiculous. Uh, but Julie's talked about someone on the show plenty of times, and it's not just hi, Julie Buck for da 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 da. Nah. There is a personal connection here, and I have had a front row seat to watch her transform, uh, in no small part, to our guest, Dr. Allison Walsh. So, thanks. She's more pleasant to be around. Yeah. Now. She was grumpy. You think I'm nicer in the last couple of years, Carney? In the right light. Okay. But yeah. yeah in the right. <laughs> Dr. Allison Walsh is an OBGYN, and she also started Women's Lifestyle Solutions. And you can meet with her via telehealth or in person. We're lucky enough that she's here in St. Louis, Missouri. And I got to know her a couple of years ago, just a quick backstory, right at the beginning of COVID. And I felt like things were kind of out of control for me, where I was with my age and in my hormone journey. And then um, my weight was out of control. I had packed on some pounds. And that's something I've struggled with my whole life. In comes Dr. Walsh. And I'm, I remember the moment sitting on my front porch thinking, I hope this works. And it did. And she has helped me in so many ways. So I always like to thank you, Dr. Walsh. I don't want to embarrass you or anything, but I feel like you've done so much for me, and I just, I really appreciate it. Well, thank you guys for having me back, first and foremost. And as always, my pleasure. I love helping people to be the best version of themselves and really get back to feeling like themselves if they are experiencing a departure from, you know, how they like to be. Right. And for me, this is um, what I've always wanted to feel because of the, the weight loss for me, which has been, I'm going to say it again, Carney, a bee in my bonnet uh, since childhood. And uh, you've helped many members of, the, of my family. And uh, there are lots of different tools now. And a lot of people are talking about um, ZepBound, which is one of the newer drugs. There's 
in Ozempic, uh, Manjuro, and now uh, tell us about ZepBound and how people can lose weight with that. Sure. So ZepBound is the latest addition from Eli Lilly, and it is the same active ingredient as the diabetes version Manjaro that came out about two years ago. And so what has happened is, much like the Ozempic Wegovi uh, transition, Manjaro did additional studies that demonstrated safety and efficacy for weight loss in individuals who were not diabetic on their active ingredient terzepatide. And as of last fall, we had FDA approval for ZepBound. So very exciting because those of us that work in the obesity medicine space have been using Manjaro and terzepatide off-label for a couple years now to help people like Julie who've struggled lifelong with uh, food and weight to shed those unwanted pounds and be their very best selves. And now we have verification from the FDA that this drug indeed, much like the Ozempic Wegovy transition, is safe to use for that indication. So that's been super exciting. And also, practically speaking, it's been essential because as Manjaro has been on the market now 18, 24 months, we're seeing those discount coupons expire and as has been well covered in the press and the media, these drugs are super expensive and indicated for long-term use. So the new launch with ZepBound has allowed us to extend access to those uh, commercial discount cards to more folks so that they can also experience the transformation you've enjoyed. Yeah, that's, that's the best news. I feel like the more people that know about it, the better. So I tend to come up with questions that, take us into the weeds a little bit but it's on topic and julie's panicking I am. Um, mm-hmm. so part of your job when somebody comes in they may have tried to lose weight with 80 different programs it worked for a while and then it, they stopped eating out of a pouch and the weight came back there's been pressure from the parents they were teased as a kid and they're not getting teased as adults but Face it, people are judging them quietly. So how much of what you do is cracking that psychological egg that people have and the chip on their shoulder for feeling that way? So I I talk a lot with people, especially in our early sessions, about the multifactorial nature of weight uh, as a disease process. So there's a metabolic component. That's where you see hormones, cortisol, and insulin playing into shifts in weight. There is a behavioral and a dietary component, certainly. So the choices people are making on a day-to-day basis are impactful. And lastly, and especially specializing in women's weight loss, I spend a lot of time on this. There is the psychological component because for most women who've struggled with weight for decades, uh, this is a loaded topic to, to your point. Um, And there's a lot to unpack there. Oftentimes, family of origin issues can be a part of that. And so we we get into how long has this been going on? What have you tried in the past? What's worked? What hasn't worked? What's the most you've ever lost? How long did you keep it off? And a lot of what I try to do is normalize weight as a chronic disease state for folks, much like hypertension or high cholesterol. When I talk to a patient about their high blood pressure, um, it's just, well, I, you know, my mom had it, my grandma had it, and now I take medicine for it too. It, it's not upsetting. And so I try to help them to understand their weight in that same context 
that, hey, the, the gun was loaded genetically, you add the standard American diet to the mix and changes in gut microbiome and then all the natural processes that women undergo aging. So, you know, go ahead, have three kids, gain 30 pounds and lose it three times. Now go through menopause, but but don't gain any weight. That's unrealistic. Yes. And whatever so helping you do, people don't to see talk that. about it, right? Yeah, the, exactly. Whatever you do, don't mention it. Just, right. Just go on as if everything's it. fine. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it is a lot, and it's a lot on our bodies, and a lot of people say, you know, I don't, like somebody's texting and now saying, I don't I don't know if you should shoot yourself up with, with medication is always the best answer. Well, I, I would agree that that isn't always the best answer, and that's certainly not where we started. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, my approach to this problem is multifactorial because it is a multifactorial problem. So medication is a component for many patients, not all, but the majority of the time I spend with patients after the initial uh, blood work review and initial interview is spent on nutrition counseling. It is. So, and Julie can kind of attest from going through that, but helping people to learn about nutrition. Unfortunately, our, um, our children aren't learning this in school growing up. People don't understand about nutritional composition of food. So teaching people how to read labels, encouraging them to do so. And then eventually, as people adapt uh, more nutrient-dense eating habits, helping people to start looking at the ingredient component of the label and start eliminating preservatives, dyes, chemicals, uh, other additives that we we are increasingly aware are making our guts sick. They're staying in our systems. They're changing our metabolism. So trying to get people down to less than five ingredients and all things you can pronounce. I try to bring it to people in an accessible way, but ultimately trying to get you to eat whole fresh foods. Yeah. You know, and it's getting into a cycle and picking up the good habits. It's been long said that... If you lose 80 pounds in an hour and keep it off for a few weeks, that's worse than just staying fat. Is that true and why? Um, so what I would say is rapid weight loss by definition is not always a bad thing. So in some individuals who have a lot of weight to lose, rapid weight loss at the beginning of their journey can actually be an okay or a good thing when they're looking at a large amount of total weight loss as the aim. To your second point, uh, a sustainable approach to the weight loss is essential because the part that's bad is the yo-yo. So the speed with which the weight comes off is relevant, but not absolutely necessary that that be slow. Keeping the weight off by adapting by adopting good nutritional habits and also, frankly, for a lot of people, ongoing medication use. And this doesn't mean max dose injected meds for the rest of your life. This means temporizing your medication needs based on your disease state, much like a high blood pressure patient may be on three meds when they weigh 250 pounds and we get them down to one med if they lose 50 pounds. Well, your weight is not dissimilar. So it's tailoring your medication, your diet, your exercise, and um, kind of your psychological state, your mental health. Yeah. It's, it's bringing it all to bear and managing it chronically to avoid the yo-yo. Because yes, that up and down wreaks havoc on your metabolism because our bodies are masterful adapters. And they want to keep us safe, which means they want to keep us at our highest set point, generally speaking, because they want to prevent us from starvation. Mm -hmm. So when we cut calories, our body perceives a lack of food, 
and it slows down our metabolism and response over a period of months to accommodate that so that we're protected, we're safe. So when you do an extreme diet, you'll see a subsequent slowdown in metabolism down the line that sets up the regain. Yeah. So you have to be mindful of all these aspects and chronically manage it to prevent that, avoid that. So you are in this space of, of weight loss and women's health and hormone balancing, and you're an OBGYN. I mean, you also deliver babies and do all of those things. So, I mean, what do you think most women... Um, when they go through menopause, what what is the number one thing that people come to you and say, well, I didn't know this was going to happen, and, and how stunned are they when they find out that there are actual answers to night sweats and mood changes and things like that? I think a lot of people are surprised at the just all-encompassing effects of menopause. I think many women knew, oh, my mom mentioned she had hot flashes. Mm-hmm. So... They're, they're not surprised to see that, and they take that as the hallmark of the impending menopause. But what they're not expecting is the sleep disturbance, the weight gain, the brain fog, the loss of lean muscle mass, the energy uh, decrease, joint pain, kind of that just my whole body, I don't feel like myself, and I feel like I'm 100 years old out of nowhere. That's the part yeah. that people come in and they're surprised by. And when we're able to talk about how hormone replacement, especially at the onset of menopause, can be safe and effective in managing these symptoms and keeping people feeling good, um, the the relief in the room when we have that discussion for a lot of these ladies is palpable because they're like, oh, mm-hmm. thank God, I don't have to keep feeling like this. And really, for me, the second session is the most fun when they come back. After they have yeah. started therapy, and they and they're like, "Oh my God, I'm sleeping again. I feel like a human again." Yeah. It's- so, I, I'm a parting question back in the weeds again for me. Hi, it's John. Um, do you watch Thousand Pound Sisters? I don't. I don't think she has time. We're to- back on board with that show. Okay. And, and they're all morbidly <laughs> obese, and it's really sad. It's beyond. But the doctors are working with them, and. They're taking the shots and they're doing what they're supposed to do. And they come back three weeks later and they've lost six pounds and the doctor's thrilled. I mean, somebody who's already gotten to that point, are they going to be able to get down to a And that's an extreme weight? situation? I mean, sure. I, I That is a, a very extreme situation. And because of the extreme nature of the weight they've carried and the length of time they've carried it, the aberrations in their metabolism and their just general biochemistry systems within their body. I mean, I would anticipate, I don't treat these people, I don't know, but I would anticipate (laughs) that they have a lot of abnormalities they're fighting against. And so when you're in that extreme of a situation, I mean, I I think it's very difficult to predict the long-term results, Um, but But there's a high risk. But you will get a TV show out of it. (laughs) Yeah, apparently. Okay. I did not even know this existed, so now I'm going to have to go check it out. Oh, yeah. And all I their friends are ample, too. And uh, it's just, it's crazy. Do you want to ask her the other question about the pizza that you were, that you wanted to know the answer to? What would she do if if a pizza showed up here with my name on it? You're, you're all talk. I don't, she, I don't know what be, she's talking about. Before she comes doc. into the studio. He's, like, no threatening to order an Emo's and, and have my name on it. And I, and I said, I think she would say... That's probably okay in moderation once in a while, but 
try to do protein first. Absolutely. So I would I would tell you to pair it with a fibrous green salad if possible first. So eat your salad first, then have your pizza second. And yeah, you know, there's no food that's off limits, okay? Everything has its time and its place. We talk about daily foods. We talk about weekly foods, monthly foods, rare foods. Um, there really isn't anything that I guess I could think of something, but there are a few never foods. So when people come in and they tell me, oh, I was bad. I had fries. I say, you weren't bad. Did you enjoy the fries? They say, yes. I say, good. I said, more important, what did you eat with the fries? And did you take the opportunity to share the fries with your significant other? Did you portion portion control it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, share. Share the love. Share the love. (laughs) Exactly. Um, All right. Well, we're talking to Dr. Allison Walsh from St. Louis Women's Lifestyle Solutions. You can call her office and make an appointment. You can meet with her in person. You can meet virtually. Here's the number, 314-919-9998. That's 314-919-9998. Or you can go to stlwomenslifestylesolutions.com, Dr. Allison Walsh. 1245, we got a break. There's a schmooze around the corner. Stay there. 1251. Tony, welcome back. Mike Spurzy, Julie Buck here as well. If you missed anything or you want to turn somebody on to something you heard, you know, right after the show, Max gets it up on the interwebs thing. So you go to KTRS.com and listen to any show you want. And I think it goes back years. I try to keep at least the last year in there. We had, for a while there, we had five years up, but A... Uh, we don't have the bandwidth to support five years. And B, when you look at the numbers, people don't go back five years and hit play on a random show. So I try to keep the last two years or so. Yeah. I think it would be interesting yet impossible to have, you know, our show listed and then guests in alphabetical order. Oh, yeah. So if there's somebody you want to hear them on the air, you click on that and it'll take you to whenever it happened. Well, there is a search function. So on SoundCloud, which is the program that we use, you can type in Dr. Allison Walsh and anything that would be 550 related would come up with Dr. Allison Walsh. So you can search. Brilliant. Okay. There you go. Well, how come we never knew this before now? I mean, I knew this. You did. You knew. I just just thought to ask. Oh, is that so? Today is the day uh, at America Center at St. Louis Auto Show is happening downtown. Um it seems like it used to be a giant deal. And then with COVID, it went away. This may be the first year that it's back. Uh, and that quick minute I spent in the car industry, I, uh, you know, I'm a student of cars. I so know. I went, uh, I went to the show and they got concept cars and race cars. And it's really cool. It's not just like, you know, walking around a, a car lot at a at a dealership. I mean, there's some amazing stuff there to be seen. So it's today through Sunday, and uh, it's twelve bucks for adults to get in. And if your kid's twelve or under, they are free. Okay. If you want to go, have at it. I think that sounds like fun. It's always fun to go. Can you sit in the cars? Uh, I think some. Yeah. I think some of them you can. It's been a while since we've been down to that show. 
I remember, well, I know it's true because I have a lot of pictures with the boys in race cars. Uh-huh. You know, like open wheel race cars, and they got in and took their picture. So I don't know if it was legal, but nobody caught us. So in that sense, it was okay. Good for you. Teach them young. Here's something not okay. Uh, and maybe I'm overreacting, although I don't really do that. Hello? Yeah. Uh, sure. So I have some friends, actually two friends who just started working at Clayco Construction, and they cannot say enough about the company. I have a friend, too. I bet. Is her name Judy? Yeah, that's one of them. Uh-huh. Um, and they love their job, and uh, they get compensated extremely well. But the company yesterday told their employees that they are prohibited from flying on a Boeing, Boeing 737 MAX 9 jet. I get it that, you know, it's certainly not your plane of choice right now with bolts falling out and such and windows flying open. But for your employer to prohibit what you can use to travel in, is that is that kind of crossing a bit of a... Maybe they're talking about in a business setting, like they don't want as a company to pay for a ticket for you to go on one of these planes because they don't want the liability as a company. Um, that's an excellent point. I mean, that's just, I don't know, but that that's a thought. That would make the most sense. Yeah, but I thought, I you know, if if Mr. Dorsey came in here and said... You guys aren't to fly on Southwest Airlines. Well, he's not paying for our tickets, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, this doesn't say paid for tickets. It just said you cannot fly on one of these jets. I'd for, be like... For work, though, right? I mean, they're not saying, like, if you just want to go on vacation. It it doesn't really say. It just says no. <laughs> well, I, I think it's nice that they're that they care about you and your safety. Do you might, think it's a negative thing, or you think a it's... recommendation would sit better with me, as okay. opposed to "Don't you dare get on that plane." What does it say? "Don't you dare." <laughs> I was paraphrasing. Oh, there were snakes on it. Uh, so, yeah, I, I would just—that's the only thing I could come up with that I'm it would be whiny. a liability issue if company funds are used to purchase this. I'm just too whiny. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's go to the club, Jules. Let's go to the club, the Missouri Athletic Club. My mom said to me the other day, I heard Carney call it the club the What's other the day. What's the club you talk about? I, you know, my son Jack told me last night that he and some buddies from work are going to go and shoot baskets on Sunday at the Missouri Athletic Club West County location and probably, you know, eat something afterward or hang out or maybe watch some football it's just fun to belong to the MAC. There's camaraderie there. There's a place to gather, get a little exercise, whether you want to work out in the gym, you want to play pickleball, you want to play tennis, you want to play racquetball, you want to take a workout class. It's all right there for you. Plus, you get all the dining options. There's fine dining options. There's cozy bar options. There's grill options, including the Stan Musial Grill at the West County location and the Jack Buck Grill at the downtown location. And they always have events in the evening that you can go to, like their speaker series coming up where they have two major politicians 
coming in to speak, including Claire McCaskill and Roy Blunt. That's happening next month, and a lot of people are looking forward to that. It's a fun evening out. Why not get involved with a club? If you're going to get involved with a club, do it with a club that has everything. They've got swimming and starts in the spring for the whole family, swim team for the kids, and the golf component. Yep, a lot of people don't think golf when they think of the MAC, but that's definitely a part of the game now. Find out more online at macstl.org. And the cinnamon rolls are back, just so you know. It's official. I don't understand why there are some things I will say, and you and Max will jump on it. And the listeners do, too. And and I don't mean, like, ridiculous things that I'm talking about. It's just certain phrases. Case in point, stunt cycle, English muffin. The club. Yeah, for some reason, those were... Your inflection is the way that you say them. But I I use that inflection in most all my senses. Also, when you say hot dog, there's a lot of extra syllables in hot dog. Hot dog. What dog? I, but I, I, I just don't understand it. There's another one that usually Max brings this one up. Uh, my dad had monkey. Wasn't that it? <laughs> uh, unfortunately, we didn't get a clip of that. But yes, at one point, Julie and I were talking about something. And you very dreamily came into the conversation and you simply said, my dad had monkey. And it made us laugh so hard. But there was a lot going on then that we were... My dad had monkey. ...unaware of, and I oh, think maybe great. that had something to do it with it. so great. Because well, look at that story, Max, that I just slipped over to you. Okay. And it immediately made me think of it my dad. It says I have money. Yeah, but it's about <laughs> a monkey club. Oh. There we go. A monkey club. Don't you want to be in the monkey club? I'll uh, pass, but thank you. It'll be fun. We're going to get him on the air, I bet. 107, I got to say, Julie Buck makes me laugh the most. Followed close second by the Michael's Bath text line. Well, thank you. And coming in hot four minutes ago from the 618, wow. I just walked in the room and heard John say, my dad had monkey. <laughs> so... Hopefully it made your day. <laughs> it made mine. I think it made Max's. My dad had monkey. My dad had monkey. Because that was my award-winning phrase, you may remember. Ah, I wish we had the tape. I know, me too. Dog that that whole era was uh, interesting as far as eras go. By the way, we are confirmed with Jim Ryan. Thanks, John. Thanks, uh, John. To end the show today, just so everybody knows. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. Uh, okay, so we'll get to that in a little. We still have so much to do. Brandon Weesey, Marshall Brain. But now uh, we're going to talk about the upcoming event, April 8th. It is the solar eclipse. So we turn to the folks that know such things. St. Louis Planetarium and manager Will Snyder joins us on the show. Hi, Will. Hi, thanks for having me today. Is it me or are these happening more often now? Well, that's the cool thing about eclipses. We're lucky right now that just seven years after 2017, we get to see one. But, hey, after this, we won't see another for 21 years in the United States. How do you know that for sure? (laughs) (laughs) Well, 
that's the really cool thing about eclipses, that we can predict them. You know, if we couldn't, these could be terrifying events. The sun is disappearing from the sky, or the moon in a lunar eclipse. But because we understand how the moon orbits the Earth and how we all work together in space, it allows us to look forward to these events years into the future. At least in Hollywood's telling of world history, I think there were occasions where they figured out when eclipses were coming, and maybe it was the Mayans who, you know, said it'll be dark throughout the lands in the next six days or whatever. It would be terrifying and if it would you happen. weren't expecting it. So they would think, wow, you're like Nostradamus. And I don't know if that's just something that Hollywood came up with or there really is an occurrence of an event like that. You know, you're absolutely right. You know, the cool thing about humans is predicting eclipses is nothing new. We've been able to do it for thousands of years, and especially in the early days of that, knowledge has always been power. You know, if you could predict something as surreal as a total solar eclipse, you know, it might just be math and science to us today, but in the past, that would have seemed supernatural. What about a total? I was going to say, what about a total eclipse of the heart? That's (laughs) terrifying. (laughs) It's terrifying. Those are harder to predict, I'll admit. Yes, they really are. Okay, so what do we expect on the day of, on April 8th? Darkness. What is going to happen? Just plain old darkness? darkness? Don't nobody panic? Everybody just take a deep breath and take it in? Marco. What time should we plan on festivities happening? Should we. Get snacks and beverages lined up. What, what do we do? <laughs> all great questions. And, you know, I say eclipses are like real estate. It's all about location, location, location. No matter where you are in Missouri, Illinois, you'll get to see a, at least a partial solar eclipse on April 8th. But for people that can travel or live in the path of totality, it's going to be that narrow band coming up from um, the, up Mexico through the Midwest, places like southern Missouri and Illinois. That's where you get that really once-in-a-lifetime experience of the total solar eclipse so the most important thing is where you'll be on april 8th now there's every year it comes up or however often it is that when the like the equinox happens you can stand your broom up and it'll stand up by itself or an egg will stand on end and later it's been proven that well you know if you do it right you can do those things really anytime <laughs> yeah i is, fell for that is there anything that because of a solar eclipse you can only do at that moment in time besides bump into something cuz you didn't see it so i would say nothing exactly like that but experiencing a total solar eclipse really leads to a lot of surreal things you know the sky is growing dark in the middle of the day certainly in a way unlike clouds or anything else can accomplish and the fact that if in totality you can see stars you can see planets in the middle of the daytime you can have an almost 360-degree sunset around you and even have things like crickets and other animal behavior change in the middle of the day. A lot of that seems surreal, and you can't experience that any other time. Really? So the animals behave differently shortly before that, huh? Yeah, absolutely. If anyone remembers when the 2017 eclipse came through St. Louis, you know, that act of the sky growing dark in the middle of the daytime, it triggers a lot of those natural reactions for animals and insects that expect it to be you know, the beginning of nightfall, though clearly it's not. I'd pointed out that in the beginning of the, in the beginning of the show that all those things our parents told us really just to scare the hell out of us so we couldn't <laughs> sleep at night. But one of them was don't stare uh, at the sun like during an eclipse or you lose your eyesight. And here we are, for me anyway, almost 
almost 60 years later, and it still holds true when none of the other stuff does. You're absolutely right, and I will say that it's always good advice never to look directly at the sun. The yeah. confusing thing for folks with eclipses is that's sort of what we're telling you to do. But, of course, we need to do it safely, and the only time you can look at the sun without solar glasses or safe viewing methods is if you travel to totality and get those couple minutes of that surreal experience. So are you going to have an event at the planetarium on April 8th and give out glasses and do all kinds of fun things? So the tough thing, April 8th is a Monday, so lots of people will be working, lots of people will be having you know, school and other things they have to do. So for us, we're really trying to get people ready ahead of time. Already we have a lot of great ways at the Science Center where you can learn about eclipses and get ready for April 8th. We have solar glasses here, and on the weekends leading up to the event, uh, we will have our SciFest Great Outdoors event on Saturday, April 6th. Free solar glasses will be available to people, as well as a lot of cool activities, both eclipse-related and otherwise, around the science center. Is there a difference between solar glasses and regular or polarized sunglasses? That is a great question, and there is a big difference. So even with sunglasses, no matter how dark they are, you never want to look directly at the sun with those. They're not blocking out all the harmful and UV rays from the sun, while solar glasses, or sometimes people call them eclipse glasses, those are designed specifically for looking at the sun. They block out all but one one hundred thousandth of one percent of the sun's light. So if you look through them, it's dark unless you're looking at the sun, and sunglasses just can't do that. Let's talk duration. I mean, can we plan a big party around this, or is it more like a Tyson fight where you go to the bathroom and come out, and 18 seconds later, the opponent's laying on the mat unconscious? It's a little bit of both, because if you stay locally in the area, the eclipse here in St. Louis will start right around 1242 time. It will end right around 3.17, so that's you know, a relatively long period of time, about two and a half hours the whole eclipse will last. But to experience totality, if you travel to that path, that's something that at the most will only last about four minutes, around the 2 o'clock hour. And where you are in that path determines whether you get totality for only a few seconds or if you get that full four minutes. So, again, location makes a huge difference. So we need to have a, a carny show party yeah, an eclipse party someplace. Yeah. yeah like at the soda fountain or something yeah. like that what here time at is it happening will it happen up, up at the 360 yeah. up at the 360 here at westport absolutely let's do it oh it's waiting to happen let's just absolutely. do it i think it would be so cool you want to sponsor it let's just get that out right now <laughs> what's your ad budget you want to, you want to sponsor the whole thing so we'll you're saying 12:45 is when it will be well, that's when it starts but I yeah think so here 12:42 locally is where the eclipse will start now at that point you're just getting the beginning of a partial eclipse so the moon is starting to block out a little bit of the sun's light maximum eclipse is around two o'clock local time so if you're in the local area, that will max out around 96, 99% of the sun's light blocked. But again, you want to travel to totality so you can get those few minutes where the moon completely covers the sun in the sky. So I read a few stories about view, suggested viewing areas. Mm-hmm. And they say St. Louis is pretty good, but over in southern Illinois, much better show. We're talking about, what, 80 miles, 100 miles? Is it really going to look that different? It really will. And for us, you know, we're so close to the path of totality. We really stress that. If you have if are at all able, you really do want to go to totality because 99% of a partial eclipse sounds really great. You know, 99% of anything sounds awesome. 
but there is a giant difference between that 1% of the sun's light still shining and 100% blocked. So if you stay locally, you can't look directly at the sun with your eyes, even when that high percentage of light is blocked. You won't get any of the cool features of totality. So 80 miles makes a huge difference, and if anyone can't travel, they should. And not to make fun of anybody who's listening to the show, but someone asked, can they take a picture of it? And I think it's going to be dark. You won't, you won't get anything. <laughs> Well, and that's good advice, honestly, because I think, you know, at least for us, if you're taking the trip to see totality, just enjoy it. Don't be fumbling around yeah, with a camera or anything else. That's, you know, it's all about the experience. But if we're talking about cameras, just like a telescope or binoculars, we don't want to point those directly at the sun without some sort of solar filter. So if you are really set on getting pictures of the eclipse, <laughs> you want to be careful about how you do that. Yeah, that's how we uh, watched my first wedding video. Oh, yeah. <laughs> very you. dangerous. Thank you very much. Run down your event uh, that's happening on the 6th at the Science Center again. Yeah, so on the Saturday leading up to the eclipse, again, the eclipse is on Monday, April 8th. On the Saturday beforehand, April 6th, we'll have our SciFest Great Outdoors event here. It's a day-long event at the Science Center and Planetarium. This one, leading up to the eclipse, we'll have a lot of cool um, community organizations with activities, both eclipse and just outdoor-related. I know one thing they always like is they bring a lot of animals in. You've got cows, you've got goats, all sorts of cool things at the Science Center from all sorts of sciences outside, be it agriculture, be it aerospace, all sorts of great groups will be here, whether you're excited about the eclipse or just want to take in a fun event. Are you personally going to travel to see this? I certainly will. You know, a lot of things can happen in 21 years before 2045. So for some people, this might be your last chance. So we definitely want to travel to see it if we can. But I know the big enemy is, of course, the weather. So a lot will depend at the last minute if it's cloudy or not, where we'll go to. But we can only cross our fingers and hope there. I thought it was the devil. If it's overcast, can we get a refund? <laughs> well, a lot of people will just ask if we can move it, right? Uh, we can reschedule it. Yeah, let's do it a different day. <laughs> uh, Will Snyder, planetarium manager uh, down in Forest Park, of course. Uh, and appreciate the light. And again, as Max said, we'll be getting to you. I just have one unrelated question. Well, That's, probably I have I lots. Those. Sure. But I remember as a kid going to the planetarium on a field trip, and it was the best field trip ever. And they had, of course, I loved the food. It was space food that you could buy, the astronaut freeze-dried food. Do you still have that at the planetarium? Oh, good question, and we still do. People love yes. you know, the, free, the freeze-dried ice cream yes. and things. So, yep, that's still here. That's one of those staples that I think people love. I don't think Allison Walsh is going to sign off on that. Well, that everything chills. in moderation, Carney. Everything now, in moderation. Different childhood for me than it was for her. So... There was certain activities that went on before we would go to the planetarium and then lay on the stage part and stare up at the ceiling and absolutely freak out when Lazarium would hit as they'd play Dark Side of the Moon in its entirety. Oh, what? yep, and shameless plug, we still do laser shows. They'll be back in the summertime, and Pink Floyd, all those different groups are always still a good time. Really? Oh, I good. saw one probably about 10 years ago. They did, like, the music of U2, and everything. it was very cool. Oh, I love those. I didn't know that was still going on. More great news. Mm. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. You made our day, Will. Thanks so much. <laughs> well, I'm glad to oblige. Appreciate it. Take care.
strawberry space ice cream. The best. Isn't that a Beatles song? Um, it should be. <laughs> I'm just recommending if you happen to be roaming around the planetarium sometime soon. Yeah, I remember the space sticks. Remember those? They're like Kinda. caramel flavored cork. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. I was thrilled to get them. I know. Why? What and is I still wrong with see us? Them and I bought one. I'm like, oh, I love these. I loved them. <laughs> when I put one in my mouth. I thought, I'm chewing on a doorstop. Oh this my is God. awful. <laughs> if it's cloudy, this is on the Michael's Beth tax line. Will it ruin it? I mean, it could. I mean, the, that last well, minute. I mean, it's a path of total darkness. So it doesn't matter if it's cloudy. It's an absence of light. So it's going to be really cool. But you'll either be able to tell or you. I mean, if it was going to be a stormy day, would that mess with it? I would imagine. But. It will be a little different than any other day, right? If you say so. We'll do a... I mean, ask Max. He knows more about this. No, I just remember the last time this happened, uh, John Grayson and I, we were doing the John Grayson show here on the Big 550 KTRS, and we went with the entire station. Uh, was doing a remote uh, at, I think it might have been Dylan's Bar, and the sales staff came out and management came out, and it was really cool. We had all these Eclipse, uh, uh, you know, viewers or whatever, and it was really neat. It was fun. It is a fun thing. So I'll... I would love to go upstairs to yeah. 360. Wouldn't that be great? And do a Carney Show remote because we're going to be on the air during the When eclipse. this happens, yeah. and that would be such a great view, I'm we'll sure. We'll talk to your people. I got the paperwork. Yeah. Um, also, somebody from the 618 on the Michael's Bath text line, God is a Democrat. That's why the eclipse viewing will be in southern Illinois. Will be better in southern Illinois. Yeah, thank I you for that. I don't understand that. But there's a lot I don't really understand, (laughs) as you know. I think they're kidding. So my wife now spends some time sitting at a desk. She's still an RN, but she works for a vascular surgeon. So she's able to listen to KTRS on the app, which really kind of shackles me on what I can say on the show. It used to be... If she was at work, I'd know I was safe. But now, not so much. I have no idea. No idea if she's paying any attention. So it's very difficult to go into this Walter Knoll commercial because our anniversary is Saturday. I may or may not have been talking to them Mm. uh, about such things. And here's something extremely interesting. I'm talking to a woman on the phone who's down at the LaSalle location where we do our broadcast. And I said it was our 17th anniversary and I wanted to send some flowers. And she said, and that's all I said. And she said, would you still like to incorporate some, some Gerber daisies? Wow. Like, what do you guys follow me around? They've got notes on you. They've yeah. got files on you, Carney. Well, they're the ones, like, a few weeks ago that reminded me it was my anniversary. Like, it's coming up, John. Might want to make a move here. Like, oh, of course. I had thought of that. And then I realized I'm lying to my computer. Weird. But anyway, so on the phone with them this morning, she was very helpful. And uh, we're going to get her done. She hates that as well. Larry, the cable guys. Really? Get her done. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to say it. But uh, not concerned. Uh, I told them a certain time. I'm not concerned. And Barnes Hospital is the size of a town. It really is. And she's in part of the old building in the middle. 
that used to be the maternity building and an unmarked office on I mean it's it's a hunt. But again, not worried. Maybe put an air tag in the flowers. They'll find it. Well there you go. And I trust them. They're fine. They got phone numbers and stuff. So hopefully she wasn't listening. And if you're in her office and you are listening, don't tell her. But yeah, some flowers headed her way tomorrow. That's so sweet. I'm a softie. That just makes me happy. What can I do? Hey, if uh, you need to send some flowers, don't go anywhere else. Just don't, because these are going to last longer. You buy somebody some cheap flowers, they're going to go, ah, and then they're going to go, oh, because they'll have to throw them away. They'll go, ah, first and then, oh. Yeah, and three days later, I throw them away, because you can't even tell what they were. Sticks, like the wicker man or something. Uh, Get some that people can enjoy for a while. Get them from Walter Knoll online, WKF.com. This just in, after a lot of pushback from the Today Show audience, Jenna Bush Hager's son, Henry, has finally transitioned from a crib to a big boy bed. Wow. I just want to know. People were freaking out that he was four, not in a big boy bed yet. Um, Yes, Usher will perform at the halftime show in La Vegas in just a few weeks. Reba McIntyre will sing the anthem, and Post Malone will do one of the pregame parties at the Super Bowl. Do you know how wild that is going to be in Las Vegas? Sounds like a lot of fun. Fall through a hole on the fifty-yard line. (laughs) You never know. Um, There's a Chuck E. Cheese game show in the works. Where uh, you can be over 18 and can compete in supersized arcade games. Let's go. We're talking the good stuff, pinball, air hockey, uh, and the the human claw, which I know is Carney's favorite. Do you have to fight the mouse to death or something? Uh, No, but you get to go to the Chuck E. Cheese prize wall. Um, it's still pretty early on. So there's fun if it was like American Gladiators, but with the Chuck E. Cheese band. Oh, yeah, I could kick their butts. Right? Yeah. Like a live action Five Nights at Freddy's? Right. I'm picturing it. The set has about six picnic tables where the contestants sit, and they bring their kids, and they sit there and drink beer while the kids run amok unsupervised. Mm Mm-hmm. That's Did it. they serve beer at Chuck E. Oh, Cheese? Yes, that, yes. That's, how, that's the only way that's, any That was their business model? Ever, yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I never did that. That's the game. I just stayed away from it because of those those germy balls that the kids would want to get in. Uh-huh. Okay. A green day to the surprise. <laughs> the what ball did, pit. What did they do? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Green day to this. <laughs> Don't laugh, Mac. <laughs> Go away. Okay. Okay, everybody, be adults. <laughs> okay, Green Day did a surprise six song set at Rockefeller Center Subway Station in New York on Tuesday night. That was taped for the Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon, so you'll see that in an upcoming episode. I feel like there was some pre-planning for that. They say it was a surprise, but I watched a clip on YouTube, and everyone who's crowding around them is singing 
the chorus to their song, and I feel like not, not everybody, everybody knows. knows their stuff. Like, if Green Day is performing in front of you guys, you guys are not going to sing along. You don't know those songs. Well, and it was being filmed for Jimmy Fallon, and so the camera guys just happened to be there with their cameras, so that worked out well, too. Um, you may have seen on the World Wide Web of Misinformation that Kanye West got all of his teeth pulled. Ouch! And replaced with $850,000 worth of titanium dentures. Band name. That's not really hard to believe, honestly. Well, it's not entirely true. He still has all of his teeth, but apparently he did get a set of grills made of titanium and other precious metals. You know, you gotta... Okay, whatever. You gotta have goals. It, It looks like he took a stick of gum, took off the foil wrapper, and put the foil wrapper... That makes my teeth hurt. Teeth. That's mm. what it looks like. So I don't know how so much money he's So that'd be a foil spent. wrapper wrapper? No, I'm saying like he could have saved a lot of money. Just grab a money. stick of gum. The biggest news of the day, I saw this on the Today Show this morning, that Polly Shore will star in a biopic about Richard Simmons. And the biggest thing is that Richard Simmons has come out to say, I don't really give this my okay. I don't Hello. support this. Wait, and then just I just said he came out. What? No, I... I'm just being misquoted today. Carney, <laughs> we called Richard Simmons several months ago. We left him a voicemail. I think maybe you need to call him again. He didn't return the call. Well, I know, but you can still call him again. Pauly Shore also, I guess he's really must be looking like Richard Simmons these days because he also stars in a short film about Richard called The Court Jester. It's not related to the movie, but it's all about Richard Simmons. I mean... I don't know. Polly revealed that he was playing phone tag with Simmons about the movie, but it doesn't sound like he's... Oh, is this the voicemail that Carney left for Richard Simmons? I love it. Hi, can you please leave me your name and number? Have a peaceful day. Richard, it's John Carney in St. Louis. And a couple of weeks ago, I found a tape of one of your visits in the studio with me. So you were on my mind, and then this TV show comes up with TMZ, and I watch that, and everybody's screaming, yelling, what's going on with you? I'm like, what is going on? I just want to make sure you're doing okay and want to hear your sparkly voice there, Skinny. So when you got a moment, give me a ring, 314. That's 314. I hope you're well, my friend. Bye. That is a hot number. That's never, why we bleeped it. Never heard it. back. By the by, it was a TMZ thing. Yeah. And after that, I said it was so schlocky, I wasn't going to uh, ever, ever uh, talk to Harry Levin again. Harvey. Uh, he's Harvey. He's, <laughs> a, he's on the show Monday. <laughs> Is he really? I, they asked, and it was a moment of weakness, and I agreed. I felt a little dirty watching that whole thing. It was just, yeah, it was really a stretch. I don't know what he's doing now, but he's plugging something on Monday for Monday night. This is some weird Carney-esque news that I have for you here. 81 years ago, the government declared a wartime ban on the sale of pre-sliced bread to conserve resources during World War II. They were worried about the amount of additional wax paper used to wrap individual slices, so from then on... Only whole loaves were sold until the end of the war. What? Huh. Mm-hmm. Learn something every day. 49 years ago today, one of my all-time favorite shows, The Jeffersons. The best TV theme of all time. Debuted on CBS. Well, we're moving on up. We're moving on up to the 
Today is Winnie the Pooh Day. It's also Kevin Costner's 69th birthday. <laughs> Jason Seagal. Um, For the rest of my life, whenever I hear anybody say Kevin he Costner, is masculine. I'm just about you. In, when you hold him up next to Rip on Yellowstone, <laughs> he seems a little wimpy compared to Rip. That's all. That's How all. close do you hold them together? I mean, pretty close. They're on the same show. All right. Uh, all the Law and Orders are on tonight, and Gordon Ramsay's road trip Spanish vacation is on eight o'clock on Fox. You might like that, oh, Carney. Did, did I don't you know. That he's getting a restaurant here. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you excited? Yeah, it's, I am excited because his burger place called Burger, uh, I believe in Chicago. I've been to like three times. It is the best burger I've ever had. So it's it's some way connected with the casino and the Four Seasons Hotel, right? right. Yeah. Right. It's uh, where Cielo used to be. Yeah. All right. And that's then, all I got from Holly Weird. What happened to like the daily holidays? You know, it's like National well, the bread thing. Oh, well, it's Day. And the it's Pooh Winnie Day. the Pooh Day. You missed that. Yeah. You missed National Peking Duck Day. Oh. Uh-huh. And what I don't understand is why does that always take an extra 30 minutes? <laughs> you ever notice that on a Chinese menu? It always says, allow... 30 minutes. Maybe they have to take the duck out of the freezer. And it's National Thesaurus Day, which led me to question, isn't there another name for that? You would think. You would think. Good question. Now homemade jokes fresh out the oven. When will you learn? This is the news. Uh, We go to the UK for this one. Air pollution making people lazier, according to a brand new study. Scientists in the United Kingdom say current levels... Uh, in that nation are causing an extra 22 minutes of inactivity per day. The findings revealed that long-term exposure to the current levels of air pollution led to more time spent lying down, sitting, reclining, or standing without moving. So, apparently, there's a lot of pollution in my kids' rooms. (laughs) All I can figure. Teenagers. Indeed. Uh... You were probably glued to the game, at least for a while, Max. And midway through the third quarter, that Chiefs-Dolphins came. uh, When the Chiefs were in the red zone trying to increase their lead, we all kind of freaked out when Mahomes' Is that the plural? Mahomes's Mahomes? Helmet shattered. Yeah, that was craziness. And he didn't even know for a couple plays. Yeah, and he did two more plays before play was stopped. And they put another one on him, and a good thing he had bundled his home in his helmet. Uh, <laughs> insurance jokes. It's not enforced. Uh, Quaker Oats broadened uh, their recall to the granola bars, snacks, some varieties of Captain Crunch cereals <gasps> sold nationwide as well due to the possible salmonella contamination. Uh Captain Crunch? Captain. I might take my chances. <laughs> yeah. Captain. Uh, Captain. Uh, one of Japan's most prestigious literary prizes was awarded to a novel written with the help of AI. During the ceremony yesterday, awarding, let's call her Barbara, shall we? Um... And she revealed at that time about 5% of her novel was actually composed using the AI chatbot program ChatGPT. The novel, 
The Tokyo Tower of Sympathy, praised by judges as flawless, takes place in a futuristic Tokyo with a robot as the main character. How did they not know the main character's name? Was Pravnar. Pravnar. <laughs> it was Pravnar. I wonder if they'll take that award away. That's that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. We're yeah. going to see a lot of that kind of stuff. Colorado security guard, get this, caught carrying a severed hand in his coat pocket Jeez. while on the job last week. Huh. Solomon Martinez arrested at work January 11th on suspicion of murder. Um... His roommate called the police after he caught the guy covered in blood at a local car wash trying to get it off with a pressure washer. So, and also asked him to dig a 10-foot hole with him. (laughs) I wonder what was going on there. So, police arrived, arrested the guy, found the hand in his pocket. But, you know, sometimes you just need an extra set of hands. Uh, It's true. It is true. Spice jet passenger trapped inside the bathroom for almost an entire duration of a flight has complained that he was hurt during the landing and received no medical attention. Unknown software techie spent nearly a hundred minutes confined to the commode in India Air's bathroom on the plane. I wonder what he was cooking. Oh, remember that guy? Yeah, what are we cooking? Different guy, different country. Probably Tandoori. Yes, something like that. But uh, there you go. That was everything. Put it all on the table. All done. 143. Uh, more stuff to do uh, in the form of Brendan Weesey, I think. Uh, but first, something sparkly, something shiny. Oh, let's go to Genovese Jewelers. Why wouldn't we? Um, I've got my, my charm on. I, I don't think I'll ever take it off that they... That they made with my dad's signature on it. And uh, I, I said the other day, he didn't sign a Jack Buck. He signed my birthday card, Love Dad, which was really thoughtful and of him. And he didn't put H-O-F I was going to say that exact <laughs> thing. He did not put H-O-F 87 on it. But if he did, I'd still wear it on a charm from Genovese Jewelers. Uh, I love going in there. It just, the people are so friendly. Everybody that works there, I could start naming names but then I get myself into trouble. I will tell you. Leave somebody out. Yeah, the top dogs. Uh, Nicole, of course, who has been the spokesperson for the business for many, many years. And Diamond Joe, they are there each and every day taking care of their customers. Just, I mean, really great people. And I couldn't be more impressed with their jewelry selection, with what they can custom make for you. And as we've mentioned on the show earlier, Valentine's Day is just around the corner so if you want to make it a really special valentine's day or if you're thinking about the question or you want to upgrade your diamond your center stone or change the setting make it a little bit more up to date and now kind of what's old is new again that kind of old old-fashioned look what we consider to look old-fashioned is now kind of cutting edge so go in and get their opinion they'll give you free advice and you can get all set up at Genovese Jewelers. You will get the best price you can find anywhere on the very best stone. I promise you that. They're just west of 270 on Olive and always online at GenoveseJewelers.com.
one of the many hats he wears here at the Big 550 as sports director. And I expected when I looked up to see you in a hat and you're not wearing one. It's an, an incredible day. Huh. Couldn't find it or spill something? <laughs> you, I have, you go over the hats and stuff? He's got I hundreds could. of hats. I, I do have hundreds of hats, I, I don't know what to ask you now. Now I'm just, <laughs> it, it has thrown totally you for a loop. <laughs> no idea. Sit, sitting in here for five minutes. What but is it's, going uh, on here? Let's, let's do the business part of this sure. thing first. Um, what's going on with Bally Sports and Diamond Sports and Amazon? Is is it to the point now we're going to get all our shows off C-SPAN? Or, <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, let's look at it from a Cardinals fan's perspective for a second to where I think for 2024, things are basically going to remain status quo. If you watched your Cardinal games on DirecTV, you're still going to be able to watch your Cardinal games on DirecTV on, which I think is channel 671, which is, Valley Sports, if you watch your Cardinals on Spectrum or any of the other streaming services that have Valley, status quo for 2024. The Cardinals would not be directly impacted by this Amazon move. What the Amazon move does, I think, at least in the near term, is Valley's and, and Diamond Sports, which is the... Uh, which is the parent company, I guess the subsidiary where Sinclair would be the parent company, however all that works, it keeps Valley Sports on the map for the time being. There's money being uh, plugged into this thing, so uh, they stay around. Now, for the future... We got too much stuff. I'll make. I should have made that one true or false. (laughs) There's a lot of politics involved. There's a lot going on, but yeah... uh, Long story short, nothing. If you watch, now. if you watch the Cardinals wherever you watched them last year, you can continue to watch them in twenty twenty four. Okay, I'm better now. NFL playoffs. Everybody's brought it up in this room. We're Max excited. Is exci- Max is excited, even with his Dolphins having gotten the boot. Really, which says I something. am used to the Dolphins getting the boot. So Where'd I your allegiance? Where'd your allegiance go? Uh, probably to the Detroit Lions because. Uh, my cousin's wife's brother-in-law. Sure. Yeah, follow that map. He's Dog's from Detroit. Previous owner. And, uh, and I've watched him be a long-suffering Lions fan because they have not even been to the playoffs or gotten this far in like 30 years. So I love the quarterback switcheroo story with L.A. And yeah, uh, yeah so I'm kind of I'm kind of rooting for, for, for the Lions now. And with your Cowboys riding off into the sunset. I'm going Chiefs. You're going Chiefs. Okay. I got to. take it. I think Me the Niners. Bills, I know. The Bills are going to win. But. Um, I, like, I like Buffalo to, um, if they became, I mean, I think this might be, I'm not going out on a limb here, right? But I think the winner of Buffalo, Kansas City is the AFC representative in the Super Bowl here in a few weeks. Now, you'd still have to get through Baltimore, which would be no easy task. But I think the winner of that game finds them uh, themselves in the Super Bowl. But Here's the thing about the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes never played a road playoff game. That's weird. Isn't that wild? Now, obviously, he's played at the Super Bowl, but that would be you know, technically a neutral field game. So every other playoff game he's played has been at Arrowhead until this Sunday. And here's something also that's, that's kind of interesting is that Mahomes, when he is a true underdog, when the Chiefs are an underdog out of Vegas, it, it's happened very rarely. I think it's happened... Nine times, Mahomes and the Chiefs have won seven 
of those nine games straight Ooh. up. So that's something to take note of here is there. And they're not huge underdogs Sunday. They're like two or three points. So it's pretty minuscule. It's almost a, a, a toss-up. We'll see how the weather plays into this thing. I don't think it's – I don't think, but it's Buffalo. Who knows? I don't think it'll be as nasty as what was supposed to happen this past Sunday. But it's a night game, though, in Buffalo. So that could get wild. Mm. Really, really could. Wild. And there can be only one. So after this weekend, we have our Super Bowl contenders? Or no, is there one another week? No. Is there so another there's round? There's another week. This is the divisional round this weekend. Uh, championship Sunday, then the next weekend, which will be the NFC and AFC championships. Which is maybe the best weekend of football. Everybody, right. That's, I mean, well, really. it's the best day, right? Yeah. Because Sunday, will the first game, I think, usually kicks it to... And then the uh, late game is at 5.30. So those are generally two of the biggest games of the year. Obviously, the television audiences are just going to be massive. Um, it, it's the, the NFL is just an absolute TV juggernaut. And I, I don't, you look at the television ratings at the end of the year for you know, special events or, or uh, you know, uh, elections or the highest rate, I think, for, for 2023 – it was just it was an astronomical number of the top 100 shows that were all NFL football. Everything's games. up in football across all yes, networks. Everything. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's it's absolutely incredible. I, I misspoke earlier on the show when I said, well, then after the Super Bowl, no football for a very long time, and a listener very wrong. pointed out, very wrong. Somebody pointed out, the Battlehawks returned. They're always so. Vague. Close to the vest, you know? Well, about, they don't know, I don't think. So right. there are, a lot we, of don't, we still know. don't have a schedule, do we? Still don't have an official schedule or an opening day or anything like that where uh, it's the end of March, which is going to open everything up. Um, but we're, we're, getting, we're getting a lot closer. The roster's coming together. St. Louis has brought on the uh, XFL Defensive Player of the Year. I think played in Seattle last year. Obviously, it's now the UFL, no longer the XFL. We're actually going to be joined by head coach Anthony Beck tonight on the big sports show. So we'll have wow. a chance to talk to him a lot about uh, about the roster and how all this is, uh, is coming together. I think uh, they are very excited. But I know, talking to some of the folks over at the, at the Battlehawks, they told me to tell you, John, that this – that because I know – um, you're very anxious to get your tickets. It's happening here soon, so just kind of be on standby, and and, and they will uh, oh. they get will your credit fill, card. They might fill off. you in first and foremost. So much fun, so much yeah. fun. Yeah. We love that. Uh, also, Mizzou very active on the basketball front with women's and men's this weekend. But here's why you go, Red Panda. Red Panda will be performing at halftime in both games. Both games, yeah. Are you excited? Well, I can't wait. Do you know who Red Band is? No idea. Yeah. Uh, judging, <laughs> I didn't either, but judging from the pictures, I, I think it's one of those Asian acrobat performances where they spin the plates on the sticks and they so she rides pile a, up. She rides a unicycle. Oh, it's one person. Yes, one one lady. <laughs> Rides a unicycle and she You're flips. The, she flips Why do you these. Know this? Oh, because she's legendary. She performs they dated briefly. She okay. performs. Well, she performed at the Mizzou Alabama game a couple of nights ago. Um, so she'll be in Columbia this weekend. It's 
I'm sure you can find her on YouTube. Her performances are incredible, and I again, don't she's mean on to a, cast it, any aspersions here, or, uh, or please, really sound yeah. like I'm uh, coming in with any kind of shade. Sure, but is the use of the term legendary going a bit far? Well, in, in, so in college, in college basket, in college basketball circles, okay. she very much is because she performs probably. I don't know, anywhere between 40 and 50, maybe more than that throughout the course of the college basketball season at halftime. And like I said, look her up. Her performances are incredible. Can you dunk while balancing a plate on your foot, Max? (laughs) Uh, No, no, sir, I cannot. Little respect. Uh, When's Marty coming back with some chitty chats? Uh, I mean, he's on. To, I mean, on on our radio. So he's on, he's got his show on tonight. I don't know when he's on with Why you not? again. I just wonder what what he's doing. Oh I, yeah, well, on his show tonight, he's got uh, Tom Rinaldi from Fox Sports, who will be on the call of their NFL game this weekend. Keith Kachuk, Big Walt will uh, be with him tonight. Next week, Ali Marmal, Cardinals manager, with Martin, I believe, on Monday. Dropping left and right. He's our sports director, Brandon Weesey. Thanks so much, buddy. thanks guys. I love it because the intelligence level on this broadcast had a significant little bump when Marshall joined the party. It's nothing at you guys. Yeah, thanks. I mean, you're, you're the smart ones here. But... Tell me it doesn't help to have a martial brain. We know so much more than we did when he first came on board. And I think we got him now. Hi, Marshall. Hey, how are y'all today? Uh, I think we're good. Sun is shining. It's at least 40 degrees here in St. Louis for a minute. We are alive and well. It's a beautiful thing. It's balmy compared to how it has been, so things are good. How are you, sir? What was the coldest you saw? Negative... One on my I don't car. remember the temperature, but I saw Yukon Cornelius in my yard. <laughs> really? Yep. <laughs> it was what bad. Was riding? And the wind chills were worse. Oh, yeah, I bet. It was colder than wow. my first wedding video. Thank you. Oh, yeah, he's on the board. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get right into it. Asking you all kinds of weird questions. I thought this one was interesting. For one that has been known to panic a time or two, does sour candy stop a panic attack? <laughs> well, uh, we there, we have panic attacks and anxiety attacks, and they're both kind of the same. They both uh, like are you are you uh, subject to either of these? I remember being in the studio right when kind of COVID was we were at this big question mark in the whole thing and kind of standing in the corner kind of Be laughing honest. and crying Be and honest. freaking out weekly Marshall we have weekly. it was a I would say it was more of an anxiety attack but yeah that freaking out feeling that's that's part of it um it can be intense worry or intense fear or uh, you know, just a feeling of doom, you know, that, that something terrible is going to happen. What it, you know, and it might be triggered by, uh, you know, something 
bad happening on the street, you know, an interaction with a stranger, say, or it could be high stress situations, which is what you're talking about. Or it could be uh, you wake up from a really bad dream, right? And, and you just can't shake it. There's lots of stuff. Uh, and there's lots of, you know, both uh, certified and uncertified ways to try to deal with with that sense of dread or the panic attack. Uh, you know, medicinally, you would take Xanax or Valium or something, right, if you're subject. Uh, but if you don't have those available, uh, you you, have you ever heard of a Thunder shirt? Yes, yeah. for your dog, where the, if your, your dog, dog panics, yeah, and it's a really tight and a band-aid. shirt and a th- and yeah. Band-aid. yeah, exactly. And and you often like if you have a dog that goes nuts when there's thunder, or because of a lawnmower, you know, certain dogs just go have panic attacks. I mean, it's the same thing. And so the the idea there is that you're gonna squeeze or hug the dog or person like that is a way to you know giving someone who's in a panic attack a really solid hug that's a that's a way but you're proposing the uh the sour candy trick which is pure it does work for a lot of people and it's pure distraction you're trying to just give the person something else to think about besides the source, you know, whatever the thing is that triggered the attack, the source of the anxiety. So, you know, and then we have to ask, well, what is a sour candy? Like, you know, there's Sour Patch Kids and there's Warheads and there's, you know, like what what are we actually eating? And that, uh, you know, that all starts with like when you suck on a lemon and your face scrunches all up because it's sour, that uh, citric acid in the lemon giving you the sour sensation. So when they make something like a Sour Patch Kid and they want to make a mild one, then, you know, they would go to citric acid. And they just, you you know, if you're a candy maker, you just buy a 55-gallon drum of citric acid powder and you throw some in the batch, and that's going to give you mild uh, sourness. And then if you want to take it up a notch, you might use malic acid. There's like four or five food acids uh, that people use. Malic is one, you know, tartar sauce uh, is tartaric acid. And you peruse the candy aisle, you'll see a ton of stuff like warheads that are – as sour as humanly yeah. possible. There was a time where it was sweet the sweetest thing humanly possible was the deal. Then it was the hottest thing humanly possible where you could buy one tortilla chip in a, a plutonium box that was like $15. So now we've gone on to sour stuff. I have no idea what's next. I wonder if people keep them in their pockets for panic attacks. I mean, instead of popping a Valium in the middle of the day at the grocery store, pop a Sour Patch Kid. <laughs> Don't judge. <laughs> we could. That's a total product there. The entrepreneur in me is thinking, oh, yeah, we just label it. 
you know, panic attack. Uh, Anti-panic attack. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Little panics. I, Papa panic. I have several. Ooh, I like it. Several <laughs> books in my in my library on cults, sex, s e c t s, secret society, secret societies, stuff like that, and almost all of them deal with the symbol on the dollar bill with the eye on top of it, and. I forgot what they said, but I remember that each book kind of had a different explanation as to what it for. Yes. And, it, well, like if we all reach into our wallet and we pull out the $1 bill, uh, this, is, this is our handy roadmap to, to some really weird stuff. Yeah, I only have hundreds. Sorry, Marshall. Yeah. Oh man, I know that feeling. So, <laughs> I have a Susan B. Uh, Anthony in there, her eyes. <laughs> so, but if you look at the back of a one dollar bill, it conveniently says to us, "The Great Seal of the United States," oh, and oh, it's oh, showing both oh, the oh. front and the back of the Great Seal as two circles, and on the back of the Great Seal. Meaning on the back of every $1 bill, or is it the front? No, it's the back. Uh, it it has the eye of providence there over the pyramid, and it has a couple of Latin phrases around it. And it's like, <laughs> it's weird, right? You look at it, and here's this eye in a triangle with some light rays coming out of it. Can you imagine that, if they tried right now in 2024 <laughs> to put that on all of our money? YouTube money. would would flip out. Everyone would talk and in about God we trust. What? Well, yeah. I, but even that makes sense. But putting a pyramid <laughs> with an eye and light shining out of it, there's no way that yeah. that would fly. But but people don't even look at it now because it's been around for hundreds of years. Right. When they're like sitting there in 1776 saying we need a great seal. And then they started brainstorming, and they come up with this. And it's like, it's impossible to believe. But the, uh, you know, it's got this little Latin phrase above the eye, the eye of providence, which is supposed to, in Rhode you know, Island? represent divine providence or divine intervention in the universe. Is, you know, there's this omniscient being who's watching all of us, and the little phrase above it is uh i don't even know how to pronounce it because it's in latin but <laughs> annuit coptis oh yeah that that's a, it as a rough guess and it means uh he like god or providence favors what we're doing or favors our undertakings or you know so very religious sort of like we're creating this new country, and you know, and divine providence is on our side as we create this thing in 1776. Like this is the very, very birth of the whole concept. And if you look at the bottom of the pyramid, under the eye, it has in Roman numerals 1776, just to remind you of that. And then the thing below it, back going back to your thing. It, it, it says Novus Ordo Seculorum, and 
that can be translated as New World Order. It is right there on every dollar bill. And on the Great Seal is this, you know, this whole <laughs> New just, World it's, Order it's thing. Crazy. It is wild. It is wild. <laughs> I can't believe I, it. We're up against it on the clock. This one came from my son, and usually... I'm quick to come back with an answer to his question, even if it's not accurate. But for some reason, I had nothing. And it was a culinary question. I was a little stunned I didn't know, but I never really even thought about it. The difference between a yam and a sweet potato. I've cooked with both. I don't sense much difference in the flavor profile. So what gives? And I thought they were the same thing, and I guess they're not. Yeah, this is kind of spongy. Uh, I would hand him a Sour Patch Kid and just <laughs> let him let him soak in that for a while. But if you don't have one, like a lot of people treat the words in, interchangeably, but technically, uh, you know how there's you go to some grocery stores and there's bananas, and bananas are obviously sweet and delicious, and then next to it is a plantain. And if you ever just peel a plantain and try to eat uh, it, you chip a tooth. Yeah, it's like it's uh, is right, and it's starchy and no sugar, and so that's sort of uh, you know kind of the difference between a yam and a sweet potato. If you're dealing with a real yam, uh, it's going to be dry and and kind of you know flavorless. Whereas a sweet potato is sweet and fluffy and, you know, you can make fries out of it and stuff. You you probably wouldn't do that with a yam. Uh, but, but like I said, most people just kind of use the words interchangeably, but there really is a difference. Uh, That's you know, news to me. I, I did not know. That. And the, the plantain banana comparison is, is great. Yeah, that I understand. So if you're thinking about a spring vacation, um, you can visit a beautiful island and um, you'll be greeted by uh, a bunch of convicts. Yeah, Carney sent me this story and I read the article and it's fascinating. There is a place that is entire, like the only residents there are convicted criminals, but yet they have, I can't even call it work release because they're released on an island. But if you stay at the hotel there, that's who's working there. Yeah, it's a tourist destination. Yeah. And, oh, and honey, is... look at the murders. Let's take a selfie. <laughs> I'll have some more coffee whenever you get time. Uh, yeah. Whenever you have time. <laughs> I won't send my food back. That's this is sure. a little cold. Never mind. I'm good. This is fabulous. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So this is an island off the coast of Italy, kind of between, you know, there's another island off the coast of Italy called Corsica, and it's kind of between... This is a tiny island between, and you're right, they let some convicts go. Sort of, you know, you might have heard there there was uh, Alcatraz was an island filled with convicts, and there was, what was the island? But it didn't that, have a hotel on right, it. You weren't, you weren't like mingling. I mean, it just seems no. like a, like a, I mean, I guess people go there to what, feel tough? Like, yeah, man, I'm hanging out with criminals. No, it's, it's only hotel like where there's eat. soaps on a rope. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Okay, if you go to San Francisco, yeah, same a thing. There <laughs> called uh, Delancey Street. Yeah, but 
that uh, so if you go there, there's the restaurant, and then behind the restaurant, there's a dormitory, and that dormitory is filled with released convicts. So they've been in prison, they get out, and you know, like a lot of convicts have trouble getting back on their feet because the job prospects can be pretty bad, and a lot of people won't hire ex-cons and, and stuff. And so they, uh, this restaurant is trying to rehabilitate and get these prisoners back on a schedule and back into society. Wait and a back minute. If, the, I, if I commit a crime, could I be sentenced to this tropical island? Well, it, yes, if you're in Europe and uh, – and you're a, a, a go. very, a very good boy. Yeah, here's an ankle uh, bracelet and some uh, sunscreen. <laughs> but you're on a tropical island. I yeah. at a hotel. Let's go. Don't seem uh, right. That uh, that is, I I don't know. Why would you not go to Aruba or you know? Yeah, there's murders there. The public yes. or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I just. Once you confirm that they're all handling your food and have an extra key to your room, it kind of takes the, I don't know, allure away from it, if you ask yeah, me. that. So if they get good reviews from the guests, are they free to go? Or is this as far as they're question. going to geographically get in the world? Uh, you know, this just has the sound of kind of a, legend as much as anything else like it probably is not exactly what we're told if i had to guess Hmm. things aren't as they seem what is the restaurant in san francisco so you yeah it's a it's a a nice restaurant i've eaten there a couple times with we take students there because it's you know it's just a different experience but yeah. All the people working there are ex-cons who are getting – they're in like a year-long program to re-enter society. And we have programs like that here as well. I mean, more limited. It's not exclusive to people with a rap sheet. But uh, but there it is. Wow. Not going. Uh, Marshall, we're going to find more questions for you, and I'm sure you're going to have more answers for us. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks, Marshall. Okay. Guys, what do you think? A broadcast from Devil's Island? or I just feel like, no. the, you know, good for these people. They're living on a tropical island, working at a hotel. Here I am in 14-degree yeah. weather. I don't know. I, I wonder if the, if there's a, a – maybe we could find a place and ask them questions. Like, yeah, uh, is there a cutoff? Well, no, Bob, you can't be a bellhop because you killed 11 people. Yeah, I, I do wonder if it's nonviolent crimes. It yeah. seems like yeah, it would, probably it would have, have, to have to be. be. It would have to be like petty larceny or something. Yeah. Right. Right. Like maybe you're going to steal from the hotel, but who cares? But that's okay. Yeah. It's one for greater minds than my You know who should, we should ask? I know who we should ask. Captain Paul. So let's, uh, let's get around to that after we get around to this. It's a little warmer today than it has been in the past, but temperatures are going to drop again overnight. For now, let's see how the roads look. Here's Captain Paul Kopsky 
with a traffic report. No accidents to report, Julie, but we do have plenty of stalled cars. There's one on 270 South past Ledoux blocking the right lane. Another stalled car on 170 South at Airport Road is blocking the right lane there. And there's an abandoned van on the shoulder on 270 North past 64. From the KTRS Traffic Center, I'm Captain Paul Kopsky on the Big 550 KTRS. You can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. Indeed, who wants to go? Who cares if the maitre d' uh, had, you know, a few dust-ups with the law? <laughs> I think it maybe depends on what I'm, what kind of dust-ups, and I think... You know, people deserve a second chance in some cases. I just can't believe that Paul used to work there, and he didn't tell us. I know. (laughs) Did you used to work at the Hotel California? Uh, You can check out any time. Yep. But you can never leave? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, no, I never did. But I think I would be worried about uh, living in a hotel or staying in a hotel that was run by ex-cons. Because? Because they recognize uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your name's not really They'd be like, Polly boy, what's up? Yeah, I don't know. I'd just be worried about my stuff, you know, that I left in my room. All right. You're going to a tropical beach vacation for, let's just say, a week for the sake of argument. What stuff do you take? Well, I guess you take your, uh, your clothes and... Uh, Speedo. Yeah, Speedo, definitely. Your but- iPad. Right, that that and your headphones. Uh, right, and what about uh, hey, cre- <laughs> credit cards and money? Money, pesos. Money. Yeah, <laughs> traveling light though, pretty much. Yeah, not a straw hat or a paperback for Man Rice or something. No, you don't wear much down on the beach, you know. Whoa. Really? Yeah. Wow! <laughs> Little are. window Woo. into the world of Paul. Not a speedo, though. You strike me, and this is not derogatory. Uh oh, it's going to be derogatory. But no, you strike me as fair skinned. Yeah, you're right. Because that's there's a fair a assessment. Tint. He's an Irish hair. Yeah, uh, and I don't do well in the sun for long periods of time. And we talked about that a couple of weeks ago yeah. about my my brush with death. That with the water, all the water yeah. almost killed you. Right. Yeah. And. Uh, I think I've, you know, I had sunstroke like four days before the near-death experience. So, wow, what's wrong with you? I don't know. I need, I need to be <laughs> darker. Nobody'll stand by me. What's going on here? Well, we're not going to send you to that island, so don't have nightmares. Where is it located? Italy, uh, next to Costa Rica. I think that's what they said, right? Didn't no, they? he or, said Italy. No, Corsica. In, in, yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Outside of Italy. So, would you go to a tropical island before you went to somewhere like? Montana or Oregon? Yeah, I've been to Cancun four times. Stop it. And, and I'm 0 for, 0 for 4. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I've been sick four times. And really? I, and I did everything I could. Th- I Googled it, tried to prevent it, and couldn't prevent it. Well, yeah. where did you stay? Did you go to Senior Frogs? Was that part of the no, problem? No, I stayed at a resort, like an all-inclusive. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I drank the drinks, and... I didn't really physically drink the water, but I think there's water in the drinks. In the ice cubes. In the ice, yeah. Uh-huh. So I c- can't escape it, and, and therefore I will never go to Cancun again. Wow. Try Cabo next time. That's unfortunate because I love it there. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Senor Frogs. 
Now, did that take over what used to be Carlos and Charlie's, or is that another? Oh, I, you'd have to go to the text line. I don't know such place. Thing. I remember it being at Carlos and Charlie's, and my waitress brought over what looked like an Aladdin lamp, and it was glass, and it was full of sangria. And at one end, oh yeah, would, it was a big opening that she'd blow in, and the pre-COVID blow out a small stream of sangria. And she'd blow it across the table into my mouth. And I remember very little after that. I did make it back to the ship. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Good for you. Just barely. Yeah, you can't miss the boat. Exactly. Where's the next place you're going? The next place I'm going yeah. would be a place that I wouldn't get sick. Like maybe I went to the Bahamas one time. Oh, five, I think it was. And I didn't you're get a sick. Globe trotter. Oh, yeah. five. You yeah. need to get on a plane and go, Paul. I know. Use hers. I've been down on my luck. <laughs> Are you going somewhere in particular anytime soon? Uh, not really. I mean, he's working here. Julie, I mean, have you, some pity on. You him. should go to Cardinal Spring Training. I think you would love that. I think that would be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, send me down there with a the microphone. Well, let us know because you know I we need time to prepare for that because I don't know who's going to be able to fill your shoes. You want you want Forget us to it. send you like the station? Sure, that would be great. Okay. <laughs> Reporting on traffic from spring training. <laughs> right. At Roger Jean, Dean Stadium yeah. just after game time Should in the parking lot. Easy to get there. Um, blues, they, didn't they win last night? Well, or the Blues played play tonight. Night? Tonight they played. Last Washington. game they lost, though, didn't He's they? always yeah. off by like a half a step, you know, but it's okay. We, I take steps. Somebody's got it. That's true. It's the Blues at Washington at 6 o'clock tonight. Are you going? Are you going to fly uh, to Washington, Washington in your private plane? <laughs> No, I'm going to be celebrating my birthday. Which is when? It's actually today. Oh, <laughs> happy birthday. Hey, wow. Why this? didn't you tell us happy birthday to the traffic man? Paul. I never could have lived with myself uh, had we let him get out of this room. I know, Max is pulling I'm up fine. something. I'm, I'm pulling it up now. I didn't get know. something okay. embarrassing. Is this the birthday song? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I would have had it ready to go. I didn't know. Hang on. Okay, so what are you going to do for your birthday? Are you going out to dinner or something? Going out to Happy Hour and Beyond. Is and, that a place? Ooh. Happy Hour and Beyond? No, that's Bed Bath and Beyond. Oh, okay. I'm getting <laughs> confused. Okay. You got, a, you got a posse you travel with? Yeah, several friends to watch the blues lose and uh, Tra- carry you around. Yeah, have a few drinks. and. Okay. Uh, what's the number? What's the number? Yeah. How the many drinks. people? No, you're... Your phone number. No, your my, age. My age? Uh-huh. Oh, jeez. Can you ask a guy that? Yeah. 61. All what right, you, happy birthday. What are you weighing down, Captain? Here, Here we go. Here, Here we go. Listen to this. Happy birthday, Paul. Happy, happy wow. birthday. It's, it's even personalized. Happy birthday, Paul. Happy birthday. We have a pen tap in as well. <laughs> Julie's getting into it over here. She's had too much coffee. <laughs> She's been banging that all show. I have? Yeah. This marker? I'm True sorry. Felice Compliano. Here comes the best part. Here comes the best part. <laughs> well, thanks for the happy birthday song. Oh, let happy me, birthday to you. Let me guess. Best birthday ever? Uh, I would say that the best birthday might have been like 21. No, I meant... I meant this. This one? Is this your best birthday right so now? So far, yeah. Like, yeah so be. the day is young. It is. Be careful, okay? <laughs> yeah, you're going to make it into work tomorrow, Paul. I'll be there.
Just be careful. I'll wake up at the crack of 540 in the morning. Oh. Well, congratulations. Another trip around the sun. Thanks a lot. Stay Glad safe. here, buddy. I will. Um, all right. We got we got a couple things to do. Uh, it was, what, six weeks ago probably that I walked into the Abbey for the first time on Manchester Road. Julie, of course, was already totally hip to the whole situation. Well, they used to have a location called Marketplace at the Abbey, which was like Worson Woods kind of to parish. But now they've moved just west of 141 on Manchester Road. And Carney and I got to do a live broadcast from there during the holidays. What a cool place. Even I, who's not a home improvement decorating kind of guy, I could have gone crazy in there. I mean, just the charcuterie section alone would send you into overdrive. I'm telling you that right now. The gifts, if you're looking for, I should have gotten something for Paul at the marketplace. We didn't know. I know. I know. Gifts, home design, they do it all. And the best part is right now you can save 20% on CR Lane furniture. Now, this is happening through February 15th. So the window of this is not particularly large because this is like top-of-the-line furniture that you can customize. They have over 800 fabrics that are absolutely gorgeous. So you get to pick the fabric. You can decide what wood you want on the chair or the sofa or whatever it might be. They will custom make it for you. Maybe you want some of those, you know, the studs on the on the chairs. I think that looks good. Like the nail head thing yeah. on, on the chairs. Those are the chairs that we sat in when we did the show. The gray one. And the I gray and white ones. I know. Those are really nice. I know. And then my mom walked into the Abbey and she was like, gosh, these would be so pretty in our in our family room. And I'm like, they sure would. And now they're Back on the sale. Back the truck up. They are on sale 20% off of CR Lane Furniture right now at the Marketplace at the Abbey just west of of 141 on Manchester Road, the place to go for any holiday when it comes to decorating your home, buying a hostess gift, finding finding something wonderful for yourself. And the Abbey Baby section has grown a lot, too, as a lot of the ladies that run the Abbey have become grandmothers over the past couple of years. So, of course, they've got an eye out when they go to market for all of those things to make your home special and cozy. You can save 20% off of CR Lane custom furniture right now at the Abbey, just west of 141 on Manchester Road. Paul, birthday, birthday. Paul, happy birthday, happy birthday, Paul. Paul, yeah. TikTok sparks business. And so does local radio. Does it, uh... Obviously, because they're coming to us. Aww. I think so. And on the Michael's Bath text line, 84126, hey, guys, guess what? I came to visit you when you were doing your live broadcast at the Abbey. I put my name in for a door prize, and I won. It was a really neat Advent thing for the kids, and the ladies were very nice. So that's so good. Yeah. I love that they came out. Remember the Taylor Swift books? That they had at the Abbey oh, for the and holidays. They stocked them three times they did. during our best. Literally, we got there. There was a huge stack. And then by the end of the broadcast, they were, I mean, they're flying out of there like hotcakes. I, mean, I was giving them for gifts. So I know. I, I have to say, I bought my fair share. To people I did. you liked? Or... Wow. And they helped me with my Christmas trees. 
at the Taylor Abbey. Taylor Swift? No, but the ladies at the Abbey did. And, oh. and Wendy Weiss was still talking about my Christmas trees the other day. Yeah. And uh, she was saying that she couldn't believe how uh, fluffy and good they looked. Well, that's the secret. I went to the Abbey and they helped me. So that's just a little something to of file course. away for later in the year. And Tay-Tay's first job was a Christmas tree farm. So just so you know. Oh, that's right. Was it her grandpa's Christmas it tree was. farm? Yeah. What size shoe does she wear, Max? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> I would imagine she's got a big foot. She's 5'11". That doesn't necessarily. Oh, you can't be 5'11 and have like her a boyfriend's probably a size got four giant shoe. dogs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They're still together, right? As far as we know, I think they're going to get engaged. Oh, stop it. Go to Genovese. Stop it. Hey, every time there is. A very sweet story that I find in the news. I tell you, before I tell you the story, hey, I've got a very sweet story. Because a lot of the time, it's not. And you probably wouldn't pay extra attention to it if I didn't say, here's a really sweet story. Oh, okay. We're paying attention. Yeah, I'd love to hear a sweet story. There's a video going around of a couple that were... On their way to their honeymoon in Jamaica. And they had to put it off because the husband had been diagnosed with stage four cancer back in June of 2020. He went through chemo, radiation, surgery. They removed his right lung. a A lot of things. He went through hell. In and out of the hospital for years. Now he is cancer-free, which is great news, and they're on their way on their honeymoon. So they're sitting on the plane, and the wife had written a note and secretly slipped it to the flight attendant, saying, would you mind making an announcement about this and that my husband is now cancer-free, and could you do it at the beginning so I could tape this? So she tells her husband... Hey, honey, let's get a selfie. And she puts it on video and starts to record. And you can hear the flight attendant make the announcement. The standing ovation from the people on the flight. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And it's uh, on TikTok. And I'm sure it's everywhere else as well. But that was very touching to see this morning. That's an interesting thought to be on a plane and be recovering from you know, facing death and then going on a trip to celebrate and asking the flight attendant to announce it is an interesting thing to me. I, I don't, I, that some people would not go for that. And that she had the wherewithal to record it right. so we could see it as well. Welcome to a special guest of today's flight. Oh, here it is. We have a passenger who's headed to Hawaii with us today to celebrate her victory over late-stage breast cancer. Yeah, the video is very impactful. Oh. Well, it is a great very story. Powerful. Very sweet. I was glad they went to Hawaii and not, you know, that place off the coast of Italy. And how on earth do we make a segue from that to Jim Ryan from ABC talking about um, what's going on with meetings amongst community leaders in Uvalde, Texas, as they go back uh-huh. to that fateful day in 22 at Robb Elementary School. And the shooting there, what do we do wrong? How do we fix it? You know, those kinds of things. A um, lot of questions, like what do they hope to gain from this? And sadly, 
they had an awful lot of shootings to choose from. Why are they focusing in on this one? So we'll ask Jim Ryan, and we'll also see if Jim Ryan only says, thanks, John, even though Julie's going to get some questions in. These are all questions in and of themselves. Another happy moment, maybe not for you, but for me, I had assumed and even (laughs) stated that my son had eaten all of the burnt ends. Didn't you take two pounds home? Yeah. Or more? Yeah, two pounds. And the macaroni and cheese And I watched him go and I went upstairs and I just, with the shrapnel everywhere, I assumed, well, I had my chance when I was at the restaurant. So today I'm getting the milk out. I pull the milk out of the fridge and the container, although having much less in it, Still has about six or seven chunks. Hide those bad boys. Of the burn ends. It was like finding a 20 in your sports coat. Yeah, finding gold. Yeah, killing it. And the burn ends are traditionally a special at most of the sugar fires. Uh, But the ladies at the new one in Florida have it on their menu each and every day. And I dare you to go out and find any better barbecue than that particular dish. Oh my! Jill's a big turkey fan. It was fan. like candy, though. That was those were so good. Oh my yeah. gosh! So I don't know how he didn't kill it, but I'm glad he didn't. Go find out for yourself. Swing by a Sugar Fire today. Find him online sugarfiresmokehouse.com. Valentine's Day is here. This year, give the ultimate gift. Name a star after your sweetheart. This is Rocky Moselle with International Star Registry. For 45 years, we've named millions of stars for celebrities, dignitaries, and individuals worldwide. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, you can give the most memorable gift. The star your name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit StarRegistry.com or call 800-282-3333. It uh, seems to be so incredibly prevalent in the news. I am afraid that the majority of us have kind of desensitized ourselves, although sympathetic and find the actions appalling when we see shootings in a school, in a mall, in a grocery store. We aren't surprised really that much. And that's a sad, sad statement. The Uvalde shooting of 22, um, the Justice Department is releasing a report that looked over that very closely, in particular law enforcement's response, and I guess what they can do better, what they learned, and such. And, of course, Jim Ryan, they only send their best, has been covering that one. So what... What is known so far, and are they done investigating? Yes, uh, at least the Department of Justice is. Uh, we know that uh, you know they've they've wrapped this up. They've been working on it for 600 days, really, since the very beginning of this whole situation. Uh, the the mayor at the time called in the Justice Department, asked that the that it send investigators down here, and that's what happened. And so, yeah, it's it's wrapped up now, at least from the federal standpoint, John. 
So what else are they are they drawing? What other conclusions? I mean, are we going to take more precautions? Are we going to uh, do something to help people with mental health? I mean, what what what's going to happen? Well, this wasn't so much about the shooting itself. It wasn't about the shooter. wasn't about the Rob Elementary School. This was strictly about the response, Julie. It was about you know, the, the police officers at every level, hundreds of them, actually, who came out to the school eventually, and what they did right and what they did wrong. And the preponderance of evidence shows that there was a lot done wrong, not a lot done right. And so that's what the Justice Department was looking at. This really, this 500-page report that came out today, the, the hope of the Department of Justice is that it'll be used as something of, as a almost a training manual for police departments around the country. What, if any, is the talk of potential charges against those are tasked with protecting those kids? That's what the, the people in this community are looking for, John. They want to see criminal charges filed against not only the police commanders, those in leadership positions, those who didn't assume leadership that day, but also some of the lower-level police officers. And, and so yeah, the uh, the attorney general, or, or rather the uh, district attorney here in Uvalde County, had planned on impaneling a grand jury before the end of 2023. That didn't happen. And and certainly the, the people of this community and family members of those who died are, are trying to hold the, the uh, DA to hold her feet to the fire to get her to impanel that grand jury in hopes that some charges might be filed against those officers. You know? it, so that's where it stands now. It's just hard to kind of pin that on um, one or two people in particular when the training might have been the problem to begin with, right? Yeah. Well, right. And, and that's what the DOJ found with this report, that it was training. Um, it, it was leadership. It, it was coordination. You know, you, so you had hundreds of officers here from maybe a dozen different agencies, from the school district, the city, the county. Uh, the Border Patrol had agents here. There were there were cops from, the, you know, the state level and very few of their radios could even talk to each other. So, I mean, talk mm-hmm. about lack of coordination. That was one finding from this report. And 600 pages is a long report. I mean, did they talk to some of the victims' families, some of the teachers that were there? How did they make their assessments? Yes, they they did something like 200 interviews, 200 individual interviews, 13,000 pieces of evidence, including body cam video, including you know, documents, uh, oh, images, photographs. And and so looking at all of that, looking at the the bulk of everything, interviewing as many people as they could related to the response, uh, that's what's been boiled down now into this 500-some-odd-page report, John. Is that report going to be released to the public? Yes, it was today, and you can find it online, probably the DOJ.gov. Always good information. Thanks, you, Ryan. John, Julie, thank you. Thank you, sir. Wow, this thanks, was a, Julie. This was a historic moment, a monumental day. Thanks, Julie. This there were two. Thanks, Julie. Thanks. I know we can no longer say that about Jim Ryan. But it's too bad we can't really joke about it because the subject matter was so serious. I know, but usually it's serious with him. It is. They send him on the serious stuff because he's not exactly a whoopee cushion kind of guy. Uh, tomorrow <sighs> we're gonna do uh, I don't know stuff. Uh, tomorrow we're talking about how you can get married for just fourteen dollars. Uh, no.
<laughs> getting out of one's even more expensive. Right, exactly. Um, uh, Tom O'Keefe takes us yep. to the movies. We're going to do a little Know the Show and a Max on Movies giveaway. Sounds like fun for Julie Buck and Max Forzy. I'm Jack Curran. Thanks for listening. And once again, it's the return of Guy Phillips. We go to each other.